2: 908 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Monday edition of the Will Marotti Show. Your host, Will Marotti, your common sense evangelist and uh, the legendary Joey Burgoyne filling in for Matt's Royce today. So good to have you, Joey. Good to be, be with you guys. I hope you had a, hope you had a good weekend. Um, we had a, a fabulous fa- weekend. Um, we're just very busy but very good and we had a wonderful, uh, wonderful church time together, and great conference we had Saturday, and just a lot, of, a lot of good stuff going on. So we we're happy with that. And I caught some football yesterday. I watched more football probably yesterday afternoon than I did all, uh, absent the Super Bowl. If you don't count the Super Bowl, but I probably watched more football yesterday afternoon than I watched in all all last year. And I was, I was kind of surprised. I mean, the Bengals looked like they had the Cowboys in control, and then, and then the Cowboys just roared back and took that one. Um, Patriots beat the Steelers. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Cardinal, great, great. last, last uh, o- An overtime uh, recovery run back for the Cardinals beat the Raiders. That was pretty dramatic. Uh, watch what else I saw the, uh, the Miami game. That was pretty good. That was a, that was a high scoring game. Um, it was good. Just, uh, yeah. 42, 38 Dolphins Ravens. Good, good, uh, good football. A lot of, a lot of action. So that was good. Um, is it still baseball season? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get past this and not, uh, not think about the Red Sox anymore this year. So painful. Um. I don't know. I, I still would like to see a change in management, particularly with coaching staff. But I don't know. That's it, that's uh, probably not going to happen uh, I, for some reason. Um, Alex Cora is highly favored among the owners, and maybe maybe I, I have it wrong. I don't know, but I just feel like we need a new new manager. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's frustrating. Big, uh, big upsets, uh, big problems in Puerto Rico. Talk about that in a little bit with uh, hurricanes and power outages. I watched a little bit of the funeral for Queen Elizabeth this morning. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not generally a pomp and circumstance kind of guy, except maybe the Indy 500. But I really, really was fascinated by the funeral and, and maybe we'll talk about that for a few minutes today. All right. Hey, it's 9 11. Let's take a moment, gather our thoughts together. Please join me as we pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. God, uh, Father, <clears throat> God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, thank you for another day of life. Thank you for another day to enjoy your creation and be able to uh, move about, do the things that we need to do and want to do. We are grateful, God, for your goodness to us, grateful for our family, for our friends. Grateful for, you know, things that we take for granted. Uh, Electricity, every time we hit the switch, it's there. We're grateful for that, God. We're grateful for transportation. We're grateful for food. We're grateful for housing. Uh, So many things, so many things that that we just every single day take for granted. And and many people can't because they don't have those kinds of things. So we're we're blessed and we're grateful for it. We want to pray for... um, folks in the united kingdom as they uh we we don't understand it but as they go through this uh this period of grief and mourning for the loss of queen elizabeth um quite a quite a spectacle really is we want to pray for uh, the folks in puerto rico who are struggling with the uh ancient power grid system that just does not hold up against any kind of storms uh the water damage that's taking place there um Please help them. We want to pray for protection for the men and women of our armed forces, uh, protection for their family, comfort as they're separated. We want to pray for our first responders, police, fire, EMTs. We want to pray for protection for them as well, comfort for their families, particularly our police and all law enforcement agents. And uh, we pray for the, the struggle at the border and border patrol people, what, what they're going through. Lord, please um, give us some leaders with wisdom and on how to fix these problems because this is a disaster. And so we need your help. And we, need, we all need wisdom, God. We all need wisdom and clarity to figure out this mess. And uh, it is a mess that we're living in right now. And so we need your help today. Thank you for TIC. And uh, help us um, help us to, to continue moving forward in understanding the truth. And we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I get an amen out there? Amen's can be submitted through via social media. You gotta message me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, same handle, all four accounts at Willmorati. You can also email your amen to me at Willmorati at Yahoo.com. Um, you know, I I have told shared this with a lot of you. I was having some problems with my voice. Um, and it was very reminiscent of of six years ago when I had polyps on my vocal cords. I had a throat surgery i felt very much the same way over the last few months i had gotten a sinus infection it got really bad and um seemed to settle in my throat amen tanya um but um i something happened yesterday i wasn't wasn't teaching us we had a guest speaker phenomenal guest speaker dr raleigh washington i wish you could have heard that message i will you can you go to to our church facebook uh New Light Church CT a Facebook page, and, and there's there, there's a message will be on um, on that uh, live stream that we did. What a, what a phenomenal message. Um, so I wasn't I wasn't I didn't have any teaching responsibility, so I was, I was hanging out, and during the time where we sing, um, you know I've been not singing because my throat's been f- kind of weird, and and I and I was and it just like dawned on me at one point, I was singing. And and it felt okay. I felt I felt like it sounded okay. I was I was, you know, in the right key. And I'm like, wow. It was uh, it was kind of a revelation. You know, I was thankful. It was another thing to be thankful about. My voice my voice I think is okay. And everything's everything's back to uh, to normal. So that's good. Uh, Hurricane Fiona made landfall in Puerto Rico Sunday after the storm, strong winds and pounding ring knocked out the island's power grid. Now let me just tell you why I'm upset about this. We, we gave a lot of money, and I'm going to say the number was $12,000 to the Salvation Army. I think to the Salvation Yeah, I'm pretty sure we went through Salvation Army last year or last time when they had uh, Maria, Hurricane Maria, Maria. Hurricane Maria. And same thing. You know, Didn't they figure out that the power grid is still bad? I mean, I'm getting so tired. This is like sending money to... to uh, Places where they, they constantly are having problems, but the government doesn't respond. I, again, I'm not blaming. Argon. I'm saying Puerto Rico. They're not a state. They could be a state, but they voted against it two three times. But they need to do something. They need to get this, figure out how to get this power grid modernized, so then when they have a hurricane, it doesn't it doesn't wipe the island out. Just unbelievable. Three foot storm. I mean, it's big. It's a big. I, I get it. 85 mile an hour winds. Luma, the company that provides much of the power to that, in a statement on social media. Hurricane has caused a island wide blackout. You know, come on. Figure it out. I, I mean, I just you gotta you gotta make this Puerto Rico. You gotta make this a priority, and you gotta get this thing fixed. Um, you, you can't be putting your people through this. You know, and particularly up here in the Northeast, you have a very large representation of Puerto Rican families, and it it throws them into chaos because they've got loved ones down there that now they don't have power, maybe elderly parents, grandparents. Come on, let's figure this thing out. Gee whiz. That's going on. I feel so so bad for folks on Martha's Vineyard. Oh, my gosh. They had fifty illegal aliens dropped off there. No room at the inn. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's not funny. It's not funny because like I said, you know, it, I feel bad for the people because, um, you know, they're just trying to, you know, get and the folks that were dropped off at Martha's Vineyard are. I guess all Venezuelan and, you know, they're trying to escape the the social, social, socialistic dumpster fire that's Venezuela. Um, But you know, this is the only way to get attention. Apparently the only way that we we can put a, a spotlight on this thing to realize how bad this is at the border is by making people who live in, in abject wealth, make them uncomfortable. And maybe, maybe that gets their attention. I, I don't know, but the, the the problem is Martha Vineyard officials saying they don't have the room. That's not what hotel and and, and Airbnb are saying. Uh, at the writing of this article, and this was just uh, two days ago. Airbnb tells us that there's 66 homes open on uh, as of as of this article, and uh, if the government wanted to pay for it, they could put the immigrants in those in those empty B, uh, Airbnbs. There's also hotel rooms open on, on Martha's Vineyard that could take the immigrants. Residents came, they didn't, residents and officials said they didn't have room for the 50 travelers, and it was a humanitarian crisis. It's a crisis. It's priceless, the crisis. And uh, apparently they got plenty of room. but um, Sent them away. Sent them away to, a, a, to an Air Force base on Cape Cod. Or a navy base on Cape Cod. Um. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know how, how, how do you like a, how do you like Ron DeSantis now, <laughs> Martha Vineyard folks? All right, hey, I've uh, got a, got an early call here. Let's uh, let's open a phone line. Take first call day from our friends at Eagle Rivet, the roofing partner you can trust. Let's go to Ralph in South Carolina. Ralph, welcome to the show. Good morning, Pastor. I just like to. uh, tell you something that happened to me yesterday.
3: I work for a large uh, store that does you know, home improvement stuff and sells all kinds of uh, products, uh, mm-hmm. grills and all that type of stuff. I won't mention the name. Mm-hmm. But I had about 10 uh, young men come in yesterday looking to buy a grill. Mm-hmm. Now, none of, only one of them spoke English. The others are all uh, from Mexico, and the young man who spoke English was from uh, I believe Honduras, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I guess they're here uh, on visas. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but I was asking uh, the young man who spoke English, I says, and I, and I knew that they, they weren't uh, field workers because, obviously, this is not crop season here. And I asked him, I says, well, what do you guys do? He said, oh, we put siding on houses.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: And I guess the thing that really bugs me is all these Americans, and they can't do this. That don't want to work.
2: Well, yeah, you know, I, I don't and, know. You don't know the details, but my first question would have been to the people trying to buy. Something, ask them if they were here legally, and could you see papers?
3: Well, I I, I didn't want I, I'm didn't want to get into that with them.
2: You'd get in trouble uh, to do that. But I I just wouldn't sell anything to illegal people. I just wouldn't.
3: I'm guessing they were here legally, and that's just a guess.
2: But my point was that they're doing
3: all this work on these homes, and why aren't there all these uh, supposedly Americans? Why aren't they doing it?
2: Yeah, I don't the know. Jobs are I, there. I, I, I can't answer that. I mean, um, it's always been the question, you know. I mean, I don't know how much siding pays. I'm sure it pays more than you know, working as a as a migrant, you know, farmer kind of would pay. I don't know. I don't know, Ralph. Well, but well, it's, it's, well, the
4: well,
3: the thing too, uh, they paid cash for everything that they bought,
2: and mm. they
3: all had uh, a large number of hundred dollar bills. Yeah, so yeah. that's well, that's you know, tell again, you
2: something. This is the problem we and, have. Well, the country, the country's falling apart. We're we're completely um, disregarding our own laws, and and this the, the result of that is going to be more and more. Again, I mean, they're they're trying to, to trying to eliminate cash. All right, so what are these folks going to do who are off the radar, walk around with $100 bills? Uh, what happens when they outlaw cash, right? We can't spend cash anymore. That's not going to work. They're going to have to find a new way to, to help the illegal Well, you
3: know, uh, the thing, Pastor, is, uh, again, without being redundant, is why aren't all these jobs being done? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If, that, you, that, if that that is I
2: can answer question. that question, I mean, we'd be millionaires. And they,
3: they're good-paying jobs.
2: Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure siding isn't a minimum wage job. I'm sure it's not. Um, absolutely i don't know ralph it's a great question it's a great point thanks for sharing the story have a wonderful day we thank you all right gonna take a break first commercials of the day a couple commercial spots 860-522-9842 four folks at martha's vineyard struggling don't have room no room at the end that's a, that's a real problem unfortunately it's not true uh we'll be right back monday edition of wilmer Show, rare wtic news talk 1080
1: you are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Trust us. You don't want to ask Alexa what 10 to the power of 308 is. But you could ask her to play WTIC News Talk 1080.
5: That's safe.
2: All right, welcome back, 926. I'm tallying up the amens. Coming in a little slowly today. It's a sleepy Monday, and that's generally how it is, at least in my experience around here on Mondays. It's been a little, a little sleepy over the years. Um, I don't know if, if, if you, you agree or don't agree, but I think this this Puerto Rico situation is getting out of hand. That It's been five years since Maria uh, knocked out all the power on the island and here it is five years later, and apparently nothing has changed because we have a, a much smaller, less powerful hurricane uh, than Maria. And we all, all have a, a nationwide blackout because we can't, we can't fix the grid. We can't or, or we won't fix the grid. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how that works out. And then, of course, the folks in Martha's Vineyard just beside themselves. How dare they? How dare they send these people to our island the home of Barack Obama is twelve million dollar match. I can't believe it. Thurston Howard I, I'm just channeling Thurston Howard the third, if you know who that is. Um <laughs> just unbelievable. And uh, we're gonna talk next time uh, we come back to the break. A couple things I'll talk about. They they uh, I guess Tannley decided the b- debate schedule uh, for uh Governor Ned Lamont and Republican opponent Bob Stefanowski. Uh Bob wanted three, Ned said two. You know, I don't know. Ned really should should step it up here. I, I don't know what he's afraid of. Um. Anyway, that's we'll talk about that. And then um, apparently on the ballot again this year uh, will be an, an, a referendum on early voting. And so um, you know how I feel. I'm I'm totally against early voting. I'm entirely entirely against non-requested absentee ballots. I'm t- totally against. Rank choice. Every time you add a layer of complexity to the system, it opens the door for fraud. And uh, you should be one person, one vote, one day, period. Paper ballots, photo IDs. Thank you very much. If you want to vote, fall in line. Uh, that's how it should be. It's just my opinion. If you disagree, please give us a call after the break. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Monday edition, William Roddy Show, WTIC News Talk ten eighty. We'll be right back.
1: WTIC News Talk ten eighty is on Instagram. Follow us at WTIC ten eighty.
2: All right, welcome back nine thirty eight. Let me give you the first third of the amen list. Uh, Tanya F, Gene R, Donna T, Robert H, Kaz, John G, Carol L, the Mysterious WBD, Rudy, Tom B, Marlene B, Jr. from the Cassie S, Mark M, Scott O, Bill K, Laura M, Mark M, the other Mark M, uh, Jeffrey S, uh, Lori L, Rob K, Marianne L, Mary from Middletown, and Chris P. Yes, Chris P. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, and then I'll give the uh, next third out sometime here, so stay tuned. More to come. Um, Let's go to the Silver City. Meriden and Steve. Steve, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you, Pastor Will. I appreciate you taking my call. I'm giving you the verbal amen.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
4: I just happened to be coincidental with uh, an instance that uh, I was stationed at Joint Base Cape Cod and formerly Otis Air Force Base in Massachusetts in 1967. Mm Mm-hmm. I was in Southeast Asia for three years, got there. I said, what a beautiful time to be there, you know. So last year, we, me and my girlfriend decided to take a ride up there, and we spent the weekend on Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. I go to the base, and I want to get on. I said, geez, I, I worked here. I want to see what's going on. They wouldn't even let me on the base. Really? Yeah. They said, you have to work here in order to get on the base. I said, I worked there in 1966. I said, can I get on now? He says, well, no. And actually... There were civilian security guards, no more air police at that time. Mm-hmm, last year mm-hmm. it was uh, in October, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, this is crazy. I says I can't get on the base. And now I learned that 50 people from Martha's Vineyard get, you know, free pass and <laughs> get on the base. <laughs>
2: I know. Our, times are changing, Steve. Time, think I have a times are changing. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, oh. it's, it's
4: unbelievable,
2: Pastor Man. will. It is. It is hard to. It's hard to swallow little, sometimes, isn't it? How things have changed so rapidly, Steve. But hey, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for your service to your country, and I appreciate that. Thanks uh, for the undocumented. Amen. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah,
4: and uh, <laughs> I just want to mention that uh, we're committing uh, economic suicide. Yes. By government policy, and uh, let's see what happened to the common sense of these people to uh, help us out. And yeah. let's concentrate on the future, not on the past. You know. That My baffles me, the lack of common sense, Steve. Situation.
2: I'm going to share an article with David Walker, former uh, former U.S. Comptroller, about just what you talked about, just yep. horrible policies that are killing us. Steve, thanks for your call. I appreciate it very much. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. 9842 the numbers. Um, let's see. we got another call here. Um, Man, I'm telling you, I'm at a hard pro- 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 time with my mouse today. I don't know why it's, my mouse is acting so mousy. Uh, oh, there's another, there's another one, another amen that just came in. <clears throat> I don't mind the late amens, by the way, better late than never. It's the same thing with church. I don't mind people going late to church because I say better late than ever. I'd rather get you there than not to get you there. We had a good church service. Yeah, had two good church services yesterday. It was pretty, uh, pretty amazing. It was wonderful. Uh, let's go to St. Louis and George. George, welcome to the show.
5: Hi, Pastor Will. Did you see this uh, scene, <clears throat> scene where uh, Biden is holding hands at an at a auto show with um, Governor Whitmore?
2: What, is that the auto show that they were supposed to be touting the the great value of electric cars and, and yeah. what they had on display was a Corvette that he sat in? Is that the same Yeah, one?
5: I think so. And <laughs> apparently, apparently a Biden's got dementia. Do you remember that scene from a King's speech <laughs> where King George V is handing off power to uh, King Edward, mm-hmm. uh, the future King Edward, and he's... Uh, he's holding hands with his uh, with the maid.
2: Mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's like that. So oh, apparently so Biden's got some kind of dementia, and uh, the mind's gone. It's probably been I mean, gone. I mean, so I
2: don't know, but I mean, I think that's been pretty obvious for day one, don't you? I mean, yeah, well, there's something. You know, I'm not trying to be mean, uh, necessarily mean, but there, there's something of a, a diminishing effect with Biden. I mean, he well, just doesn't you know where he is sometimes.
5: You know who I blame? No. Whoever the election committee and the Democrat Party, whoever they were, has put the country at, at you know, in
2: jeopardy. A great danger, My, great think, risk. Yeah. and I blame this, his wife. Why blame not blame you. Jill, George? His uh, wife knows him better than anybody. Why did she roll him out there?
5: I I do not know, but whoever the election committee was that picked Biden in the first place, yeah, they they put the country in peril with uh, someone who's apparently got dementia.
4: Yeah,
5: this, I, I this think, is awful, I think it's, awful,
2: awful. I think it's pretty obvious, and it's it's sad. George, thank you for your call 860-522-9842. five two two nine eight four two. Let's go to. The beautiful community of. I drove through Glastonbury again. I had to go to Brad. No, got I got to go to Bradley, and I got rooted around the construction. Ninety-one construction is pathetic in the evening, and they they rerouted me again. So twice in less than a week, I was in Glastonbury. Um, hi, Lori. Good morning, Pastor Will. How are you
0: today? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. It's on I, your mind. So I, I've been watching a lot of The Morning for the Queen, and I uh, watched a little bit of The Funeral this morning, more like yeah. the tail end of it, and it struck me, you know, you, I would, I was really fascinated by her lying in state, and the people who just, three o'clock in the morning are still coming through, hundreds yeah. and hundreds, and, yeah. and, you know, just, they would curtsy, they would make the sign of the cross, they would nod their heads, they would bow, they would cry. It was just such an outpouring. And two things struck me. One, we will never see anything like this. In, yeah, in that's it. One a, and
2: done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, in terms of, of an outpouring of communal <clears throat> grief. And the second was, she represented the God that she believed in. She represented her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so well and um and i think i think the, the outpouring is evidence of that
4: yeah i and, agree um
0: there's not like one person who really says anything that's that's terrible about her
2: you know what, I, what bothers me a little bit i was watching it I, i'll i'll confess i was watching the funeral coverage on fox this morning and i got up early and turned it on and i was getting ready and reading articles and stuff so i wasn't i wasn't focusing all my attention on the funeral but i had it on in the background and at one point, I, you know, when when she arrived, uh, the, the the I mean, the procession was insane. The procession, the biggest procession right. you ever saw. When they arrived at, well, at Windsor, is that where she's going to be buried? I guess. Um, uh, yes. Martha McCallum, and I, I wish, particularly people who profess to be Christians who are in the media, I wish they would think about what they're saying, right? So she says, "Well, the Queen now will, will go on." They put her back in the hearse. The, the casket's back in the hearse. And and they drive away. Now, if the queen and and I have no reason to doubt this is the professing Christian that she said she was, and that a, a lot of people said she was. Right, Marv McCall says, "Well, she'll 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 be taken now to to be buried at Windsor, where she'll rest for eternity." Well, that's really not true because if she's a Christian. Right. You know, her body's dead; her spirits with the Lord, and there will be a resurrection. So, I just like you know, Martha, you're supposed to be a Christian. Think about what you're saying. You know, it just I don't know. It's just, well, it just it, it be, bugs it, me. Yeah,
0: no, I understand that. I and I and I've always thought that. Like I, I, I'm watching the outpouring of grief, and I'm thinking, Lord, just let her see this. Let her just know that it was a life well lived. And oh yeah. I know, you know, and just uh, I, 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 my my new prayer has become, <laughs> Lord, let me represent you well.
2: Good. I amen to that. I I, I say amen to you on that one, Lori. That's a great one. I I think that's that's true, but you know what I feel like, and I've said this before: if you're going to do something nice for me, do it while I'm still alive. You know, it's I, I, it's nice, it's nice. We do all this stuff for people after they pass, and I think I think you're you're in heaven, so you have knowledge of it, right? But wouldn't you enjoy it more when you're alive? (laughs) Well,
0: I think. Yeah, with her Jubilee
4: celebration well that's true but I mean
2: by then she she couldn't and she couldn't participate in a lot of it and you know she was already old and you know I mean I don't know I mean do do it remember, while there's still some vitality in the person remember
0: right? well, she had multiple Jubilee celebrations yeah so. yeah well
2: when you've been queen for 70 years that's yeah. what happens, right? true. wow Hey, that's a great that's a great prayer there, Lori. I, I definitely say amen to that. I, I, I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Love driving Thank through you. Glastonbury every so often.
0: <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Bye.
2: All right. Uh, we're gonna take a commercial. Two commercials come back. More calls. 860 522 9842. we've got a lot to talk about today. You know, there's been a the the, the the press has been oh the Democrat and even Mitch McConnell, the traitor that he is. Oh, we're not going to, the Republicans can't win the Senate. Well, I got a story here. Despite the spin, Republicans do have a pathway to win the Senate. I'll share that later. So there's a lot to talk about today. 860 9842 Monday edition, Wilmarotti Show. Joey Burgoyne, legendary Joey Burgoyne, filling in for Matt Soray State. We'll be right back.
1: Back to the Wilmarotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080.
2: So, you know, this is this is uh, a, a, an ongoing problem in my mind. I I feel like to to protect the integrity of voting, we should have one day voting. We should have voter IDs. We should not have mail-in ballots. We should not have early voting. We should not have non-requested absentee ballots. And. Um, You know, and I know that horse is probably out of the corral, but I I still say anything that, um, you know, could happen additionally, I'm just against it. I'm against it. I think any time you add a layer of complexity to the system, it opens passageways for fraud. That's it. So for the second time in a decade, this is coming from ctnewsjunkie.com, for the second time in a decade, Connecticut voters will consider easing the state's constitution to permit a form of early voting through a ballot question which proponents hope will succeed despite the failure of a similar proposal in 2014. In addition to choosing candidates for offices like like governor, senator, other elected position, voters will see a question on the ballot say, shall the Constitution of Connecticut be amended to permit the General Assembly to provide early voting? If a majority of voters say yes, the legislature would gain the passing of, of laws to allow early voting, the change would... Bring the state in line with most of the country. Most of the country's wrong. Currently, Connecticut is only one of four states that does not allow some form of early. Why do you need early voting? Why? Someone make a reasonable case. Why? And certainly, what should that parameter be on early voting? Right? It doesn't. I want to know. So I say, I say, vote no on that ballot question. No, we should not open the Constitution. We should not allow for the Constitution to be amended. And then you're going know, to let the general assembly decide. While early voting is already an option throughout most of the United States, Connecticut voters narrowly rejected a similar amendment back in 2014, asked whether the state constitution should be amended, uh, were in the election. Um, Four hundred ninety-one thousand said no, compared to four hundred fifty-three who said yes. Early proponents uh, proponents of early voting believe this year's ballot question will pass in part because Connecticut voters have become more familiar with alternative voting options. Fraud, a.k.a. fraud. In short, former this is former uh, Secretary of State Dean'sboro. The pandemic changed everything. Why? What? What? What did the pandemic change permanently about voting? I mean, you can make that statement, but I want to know what the answer is. In a 2020 executive order, Ned Lamont allowed registered voters to cast absentee ballots rather than have them risk contract. Oh, by the way, COVID-19. President Biden announced over the weekend the pandemic is over. So that must be right because he said it. Merrill said voters have enjoyed the extra freedom, likely to expand their options. Many proponents... Uh, like many proponents of easing the voting laws, Merrill also chalked up much of the 2014's failure, question of failure to the way it was worded on the ballot. Uh, just, uh, you yeah, know, I don't know. So I, I'm against it. I don't know. I'd like to hear from you, 860-522-9842. Let's go to uh, Newington, the home of Mill Pond. And Mike, Mike, welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning. Uh Recently you had a discussion with the state
6: uh, Republican state chairman about voting and got me to thinking about voting. I agree with you on early voting. I agree with you on ranked voting and uh, early voting to me is not good. Ranked voting is not good. The idea I think about uh, early voting and Absentee ballots mm-hmm. not requested is to get more people to vote. Well, I think the, one of the problems we have is our, our date of national elections. First Tuesday in November, the mm-hmm. weather sometimes is not good. Tuesday is a work day. Congress sets the national voting day. Why couldn't that be set to a Sunday?
2: You know, there's no reason it couldn't. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Or it's Saturday? I, I don't, I don't know that it couldn't be changed. I'd be more in favor of that than than adding days, weeks, and months to, to early voting. I, I would certainly agree with you on that, Mike.
6: I, I agree, um, and change it because of the potential for bad weather. Change it to the first Sunday in October when the weather's better.
2: Oh, that's fine too, but I, I think early November is pretty. You're still pretty safe. I don't remember too many too many weather incidents over the year on the first Tuesday of November. But I, I, I Mike, I completely agree with you on if if it's a date issue, change it. If it's a day of the week issue, change it. I certainly agree with you rather than making all these other changes. Mike, thanks for your call. I gotta let you go for a break. Commercials News will be back. 860 522 9842 Steve Bucci Heritage Foundation, our Monday morning guest. We'll talk about situations, military situations all around the world when we return.
1: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.